0: This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, so you don't have to worry about monthly hosting fees. It has built-in creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can record and edit using your favorite audio recording software and upload it straight to Anchor. Anchor will also distribute your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox... You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and Anchor will even match you with advertisers as your audience grows. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is a pretty great place to start. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's ancho rfm to get started.
1: here ready kids cuz we're going to talk about feet stuff and not the sexy kind
0: yeah. sorry dad Schneider
1: ooh uh, <laughs> Two tubes and a trench coat. I'm Suzanne, and I'm Madison, and it's time for part three. Of this goddamn train wreck, isn't it? Jesus Christ! Woohoo! We took a break in the middle because I literally, like, I was dying, Scoob. I could not do another episode back to back after already talking <coughs> about Death Note for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just the symbolism. <laughs>
0: I'm wondering how long those two episodes are actually going to turn out, and how much I'm going to actually have to cut. But
1: probably a lot. But I'm just telling everyone right now, listening at home, that the actual recording time was about two hours for both, (laughs) no matter how much shorter they end up being when you listen to them. We talked about Death Note for a a consecutive four hours of recording on two different weeks. (laughs) That was just about characters, and today we're going to get into the goddamn fucking symbolism of this shit.
0: Yay.
1: Oh, boy. So, symbolism in Death Note, I'm... There's a lot of it. A lot of it is um Abrahamic, barring, I think, Islam, Islamic imagery. Most of it is, like, Christian slash Catholic, and then you can... There's a lot of other stuff, too. There's, like, color theory.
0: I, I do find it interesting how often Christianity comes up in Japanese animation. Considering yeah. Christianity is not, like, a major religion in Japan. Yeah. Then.
1: Like, it's it's a big thing in Neon Genesis, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get into it, because even as a uh, ex-Catholic... Um- <laughs> I don't know if I know enough to, like, know what I'm looking at and know what the symbolism there is. Because, like, my boyfriend, who is, I think, you don't get baptized. God, I don't even know what the difference is. Because I, when I went to school in Ireland, you were a Catholic. And then we didn't talk about the Protestants. You don't talk about the Protestants. That's just how it be over there. Yeah, but I've had, like, my Lutheran-raised boyfriend explain Catholicism to me. Because apparently I don't know anything. Uh So, but I do really appreciate how often anime will just, like, steal cool aesthetic stuff from Catholicism. Because, like, honestly, as much as it sucks and has multiple varying problems that would take too long to detail right now, the aesthetic slaps. Okay,
1: that's fair. I mean, big, sprawling, (laughs) gothic cathedrals? Ooh! Ooh! Mwah. That's Mm -hmm. good shit. That's good design.
0: That stained glass?
1: Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Fucking just keeping some old dude's bones around just because they're holy or whatever. That's cool. I did that. (laughs) I found a bird skull on the beach today and we took it home. So, like, I can relate.
0: (laughs) I can relate to the Catholics. At least.
1: I get it. Bones, Bones are, are me. cool. That's about the only that's about as as relatable as they are to me. Bones are cool and <laughs> so is stained glass. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite all of the uh symbolism and imagery breakdown that fans have done, I'm going to start off with with the fact that Oba has stated in uh the 13th volume, the one that's the the behind-the-scenes breakdown of everything, that there's no underlying reason for most of the symbolism. It was not a conscious decision that either...
0: Oh, it just looked neat?
1: Yeah, most of it is because it literally looked cool. (laughs) Um, So that tells you most of what you need about reading books in English class, is that most of it... (laughs) (laughs) Unless the author is specifically trying, unless it's like the Great Gatsby or something, like, unless they're specifically have an ulterior motive, most of the breakdowns and stuff is just people projecting onto literature and and media and breaking it down in a way that's relevant to them.
0: Yeah. uh, I feel like I have to say, as someone with, like, a whole degree in English that I forget about, um, one of my favorite classes was called Approaches to Literature, Mm -hmm. I think. We read one book, and we basically tore it apart from multiple different angles, yeah. like psychology, race, sexuality, Um, and we read Frankenstein, which I fucking Ooh. love Frankenstein, and I wrote, like, a 10-page paper about how the creature could be interpreted as black, which was definitely not intentional oh, whatsoever, yeah. but it was such a fun paper to write, because, like, thinking about, like... 19th century perspectives of race Mm -hmm. and like what Shelley would have been seeing at the time, like at the time being kind of a radical for her time, but also still being like, she was a British woman in the 19th century. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's like this trope that um, English teachers will just like do the most ridiculous reaches imaginable. And it's true. But it's kind of fun. It is fun. fun.
1: And it is teaching you to think critically and examine the media you consume. Like, that's the whole point of the exercise. Mm-hmm. That's why English teachers do that. It's about critical thinking and reading into the material, which a lot of people have done about <laughs> Death Note. <laughs> Bring it back around.
0: Yeah. I feel like people would hate it a lot less if it's it was something they actually enjoyed and not, like... Some dry-ass oh, book God. they had to read in Listen, high
1: school. Listen, ha- I have grudges against certain authors still. Like, fuck John Steinbeck. John Steinbeck can meet me in the pit. I hate The <laughs> Pearl. It's the worst <laughs> short story I've ever goddamn read in my life. I It stuck with me because I hate it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I skipped, like, a whole freshman year of English class because I started American high school in sophomore oh, year. And I went from reading, you know... um Gentle uh, stories for Catholic girls to, um, (laughs) like, Oedipus. Yeah. Which is straight up, like, a dude...
1: Mommy fucking disease. It makes a return. Yeah. (laughs) Mommy fucking disease. That's... Yep.
0: (laughs) So that was was a fun class to walk into. God,
1: they started you off with that? Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the biggest, like, symbols that most people would associate with Death Note is is the imagery of apples because of Ryuk. He loves apples. Mm -hmm. Oh, Shinigami loves to eat apples. What the fuck? Why are these apples here? Why are they around? Why is this such a big thing? Well, (laughs) according to the artist, literally because he thought the bright red apples looked really cool against Ryuk's, like all black and shades of gray, like appearance. That's was his reasoning for it. Was no no util- no, atelier bit bit bit. No other motives, <laughs> like no forethought. It was just like, hey, this looks pretty sick. That that's it. That's it. For straight but, straight from the horse's but, mouth, dude. But but, <laughs> but 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 there's a whole there's Bible the whole story. Bi- not even the Bible story. So okay so. <laughs> A lot of what people have written and touched on and is the most common breakdown for the symbol Mm -hmm. of of the apple is, of course, like in most Abrahamic religions, I'm pretty sure barring Islam is like the Garden of Eden, the original Mm -hmm. sin, temptation, being tempted with forbidden knowledge, blah, 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 getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden and then ending up in a shithole. Earth. (laughs) You know, Earth. (laughs) Earth. That's the most common interpretation of, like, all of the stuff with light and the apple and Ryu. Because I think in, like, the first opening, at the very end, the apple literally, like, forms into the death note. Like, wow, how how heavy-handed could you be? Yeah, and there's a
0: scene, there's, like, a moment in the opening where he takes a bite out of it. And it's, like, this whole dramatic moment.
1: God. But another interpretation that's pretty heavy with apple symbolism, and I feel like... As much as all of the Abrahamic religion, uh, religion imagery ties in really well with light, it always felt really weird to tie Ryuk into that because he's just. A, Shinigami is more of um, like, yes, God, like the four horsemen, death, and stuff, that's whatever. But Shinigami specifically is more tied into Shinto beliefs, I believe. Or just culturally is mm. is more like could technically be a yokai if you wanted to go down that route of thought too. Like it's not mm. tied into any of the Catholicism or Christianity imagery at all, um, and th- so it always felt a little weird to me to do that.
0: Yeah. I always thought of it as like. <sighs> Because Rook is kind of like the symbol of temptation and mm-hmm. in the Garden of, Garden of Eden story, um, the devil appears as a serpent to tempt Eve and, yeah. and to tempt her to take the fruit, and if Rook is like associated with that fruit, I kind of had that association in my head. Yeah. Which like Shinigami are not like have like, their whole other separate lore, so that was a hundred percent me just projecting yeah my little Catholic thoughts on it. So
1: here's a better, a little bit of a better projection again, because it's a different mythos. It's not Japanese, but in my Mm -hmm. opinion, works a lot better. So Eris, the Greek goddess of strife and discord, Mm. her symbol in modern discordianism, which is a religion is a golden apple, an item, Mm. which the goddess herself in a lot, in like literally every story, almost every story associated with her, Used to sow chaos for her own petty revenges and, most of all, entertainment. Hmm. Like, li- hmm. Like, like, literally, she would just do stuff just to entertain herself. Or if she felt she was hmm. slighted in any way, she'd be like, well, fuck you.
0: Um, <laughs> so rude.
1: But one of the most famous stories, I think, is the one where... There's a competition to, like, pick the most beautiful goddess, and the and the winner gets presented with a golden apple, but the golden apple was Heiress's apple, and literally she just did it to to be petty and have all of this <laughs> discord between literally the entire pantheon of goddesses. To be like, haha.
0: Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta cause a little this drama.
1: This is fun for me, just sitting in the back, <laughs> sipping on a, on a martini. Literally her whole thing, and that feels more like Ryuk than anything else that people Mm -hmm. have assigned to the Apple imagery, because literally his whole thing is, I'm bored, and I routinely, it's hinted that I routinely do this every couple hundred of years, or every several centuries, because this isn't the first time Mm -hmm. a Death Note has dropped down into the world. So, Mm -hmm. it's just him using the Apple to... Cause chaos for his own entertainment, because he's weirdly enough true, like, true neutral. He literally only cares about himself. Like, you'd think he'd be more chaotic neutral, but he literally just cares about nothing but himself.
0: He doesn't really step in to change things unless light pushes Mm -hmm. him. And even then. Yeah. Because I feel like if he was chaotic, then he would cause problems yeah, on purpose. Yeah, and he doesn't. For his own entertainment, which he doesn't, yeah. He's like,
1: the, literally the only thing he does is the inciting incident, and then he backs off and just watches what happens. He doesn't actively mm-hmm. really have a hand in anything, except I think, like, once or twice. And that's, like, literally because Light fucking begs him to do something about it. Otherwise, he <laughs> loves fucking with Light and watching him be wrong. So, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> my boy... But yeah, like, apples are, like, sort of the the biggest thing.
0: All I can think of is that um, Marge Simpson meme where she's just holding a potato and she goes, I just <laughs> think they're neat. That's apparently about with yeah, the apples.
1: We should make that as a meme. <laughs> but yeah, going, going back to once more to Eris and Discord and stuff, in terms of inciting incidences, which, like, Ryuk is the source of the inciting incident, Eris also incited the Trojan War in, in mythology. Mm. So, like, the same sort mm-hmm. of cas- cataclysmic <laughs> events that ruin everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> and then there's also, like, the really well-known piece of art, too, that's the creation of Adam with Rook and Light and the apple. Which, yes. oh, fuck so hard. I need to stop saying that about things. I need to stop using that as a descriptor, but I've... I'm cursed. (laughs) Yeah. And in some mythologies, due to the fact that the apple is technically a sphere, it's sort of seen as this symbol of perfection and totality in the world. So that sort of ties into like how light sees the death note as his tool to be able to create this perfect world, which is, I don't, It's not gonna be, because that's not how human beings work, (laughs) but in his mind.
0: Yeah, like, in the first, in the very first episode, Rook is like, alright, when you're done killing all the bad people, what about you? (laughs) And Light's kind of just like, well, I'll do that later. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, we'll get that when we get there. But that's still my favorite, that's my favorite line in the whole show. Like, just Rook being like but you're still going to be here. And you're the punk ass bitch that murdered thousands of people. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and light in his infinite teenage wisdom <laughs> is like, that's a problem for a future me.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. like, He he thinks he, he says that he's going to be the God of the new world, which is like the height of hubris. Yeah. And Rick calls him out. And he's just like, he's so arrogant that he's like, He assumes he's already, like, got it figured out, and there's no one who could possibly topple him.
1: Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Just so everyone is clear, if you didn't get it by the fact that we've already talked about this for, like, four hours, Light (laughs) Yagami is a little fucking shithead and wrong. (laughs) Um, And we do not agree with him or condone him. Like, I love him as a character, but by God, we are going to dunk on his ass whenever we talk about him. I'm going to do the color theory stuff because that is also, like, a pretty big one, too. hmm So, light is routinely connected to the color red. The first mm-hmm. time we see him go, like, full red in the show and not just like the opening or ending themes is when, like the first time he turns red when we're hearing his internal thoughts is when he's actually planning to kill Naomi. Mm. And that is sort of, that's the visual representation of him going into like, hold on, I'm shifting into Kira mode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like the first time he does something. He, Kills someone who isn't... That he ha- he hasn't deemed inherently evil and only kills them because he deems them a threat.
1: Because she's in his way.
0: Yeah. And she that's, like, his turn from, like, where you could possibly maybe argue if you squint and didn't think too hard that he was actually, like, doing this from a morally high place mm-hmm. to, like, he decides to kill... Well, like, because he kills... Her fiancé, Ray Pembar, too. Yeah. But I think that, like, the fact that he kills her and the way he kills her, like, she doesn't, what she does isn't recognized. Yeah. And no one finds her body for months. <sighs> Still
1: pisses me if off. If ever, I think. I, we we never find out if they find her body. Ever. Which yeah. pisses me off. But we talked about that already.
0: <sighs> and the way the show treats women.
1: Yeah, for, oof.
0: I wonder if that's part of it too. Is that it's like, oh no, it's the first time he killed a woman, and if the show thinks it's like a line that shouldn't be crossed or something, which I think is pretty obnoxious. I but, don't think because women aren't like soft; they're yeah. not like soft innocent angels either. I don't... And I don't like when shows do that. But yeah,
1: I mean, I it never felt that way to me, like barring the rest of the routine treatment of women in the show that was sort of (laughs) the first it always felt like that was the turning point of like him being more willing to do whatever he needed to accomplish his goal to get to that perfect world like finally Mm -hmm. solidifying that like that was one that was like the final inciting incident that really pushed creating this like kira persona and just absolutely elevating all of his worst traits as he threw himself fully into doing into doing this and using the death note and also i will i will mm-hmm. point out that that's the first time we see him go all red before that there's one or two scenes where there's like a close up of his eyes while he's like mm-hmm talking to Ryuk or, like, thinking about using the Death Note. And his brown eyes actually do have, like, more of a red filter on them whenever he's mm-hmm. thinking more, like, evil, fucked-up bastard things. <laughs> yeah, so when we when we don't get his full, like, inner Kira monologue, his eyes have usually been red when he's being more of a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and... So as far as red goes, god, color theory for, like, personality shit is so stupid. I, um, (laughs) I researched this shit for, like, an hour, and I was like, all of these say the exact same fucking thing, and half of them feel fake. This is stupid. (laughs) Like, there is a basis for color theory in terms of, like, interior design and graphic design and product design, but, like, in terms of personality, a lot of it feels, like, hokey bunk, but... Is a little besides the point.
0: Well, like, there's... I know there's, like... And this is why I was so bad in, like, the one film crit class I took. But, like, the way color is used in Mm -hmm. film is very... Has very specific uses. And I just... I always miss that because I think like I was an English major first and no, foremost so like, we focused on like what was happening and not like camera yeah, angles no, and colors I,
1: I do work in film uh, as a makeup artist and stuff so I work a lot with that and like making sure makeup looks good on camera in terms of any filters and stuff that they're using or lighting or whatever and it's uses in cinematography fascinating, incredible but like l- literally people being like I'm an aries and this is the color associated with me so i'm going to base my whole personality around this color because my horoscope (laughs) told me so that's where i'm like
0: "Uh, okay i have had to mute like my muted words (laughs) on twitter are just horoscopes because i just i can't handle it anymore like i want to let people have their fun but i just don't want to fucking see it
1: I mean, I can't say all that much because I do have two (laughs) shitty horoscope tattoos from a a series by an artist I really love tattooed on my body. However, Mm -hmm. I got them because they're literally the only horoscope things I have ever vibed with in my entire life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, the aesthetic is really cool and the amount of astrology shit I've almost gotten because it looks pretty... But, like, I just, I feel like it's disrespectful as someone who, like, doesn't believe in any of it to do that that,
1: in a way, I guess. That's absolutely fair. Also, I've saved us both the trouble. I have not looked at, I have not remembered or looked up any of the birthdays to figure out what horoscopes any of the characters are. I do not care. I will not be talking about it. (laughs) 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 But some positive connotations... Related to the color red in terms of color theory for Mm. branding, marketing, interior design, what have you, is power, strength, passion, and heat. Um, It's Mm. usually like it's related to warm tones, obviously, but and power, strength, and passion, all things that we see in light. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Those are all the things that are tied to him. That's his whole character. The negative connotations related to, to red, anger. We also see that in light. Boy has the biggest goddamn temper. <laughs> uh, destruction. Do I have to explain that one? <laughs> anxiety, which he does start getting anxiety and par- he gets anxious and paranoid towards towards the end of the the show. Mm-hmm. And blood, obviously, blood is red. <laughs> He he gets a full help into that at the very last episode, and it's what exactly what he deserves. Oh, boy.
0: Um. This isn't as intense, but, like, I will never get over the moment when his big plan finally comes together. Because at that point, he has just gotten ownership of the Death Note yeah. back. And he immediately remembers his plan, comes back to himself and is like, I got this. And he had like a piece of the death note in his fucking watch and a needle to write down a name in his own blood. Uh, Like, who the- Yup. The boys- (laughs) Like, this man is not- Like, that was something else. Like, I think that was the point where I was like, this is so wild that this boy has gone so far off the deep end that there's no... Like, there already wasn't any saving him. I think we got to see a lot of his humanity when he didn't have the death note, but this was like, oh no, boy's fucked up.
1: Yeah oof oh god that whole arc though where he gives up the death note and then becomes a part of the task force and is like i genuinely want to help solve this case because i believe in justice and i'm a good boy and you're just like fuck dude this sucks
0: (laughs) what could have been this sucks
1: this is just even more inherently tragic now this fuck Mm -hmm. and then ella's being like oh you're like literally my one of my only friends and you're just like I hate it here. Oh, this no. house is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh God, it's so crushing. But that's what fan fiction's for, I will say. <laughs> and of course, m- so most of, like a lot of uh, Light's adversaries get painted with the color blue. Like Naomi, when Light is in his internal mm. Kira monologue, is in blue. But then we never she dies, and we never see her again. And there's like a handful of other characters that show up as blue, which isn't actually the opposite color to to like red. Isn't the opposite color to blue? Blue's opposite hmm. color is orange, and red is actually green. Red and green are the color opposites. That's actually why Freddy Krueger's sweater is red and green, because those are some of the two colors that are hardest for the eye to process when they're put together in stripes like that. So it is weird that they, mm. that they did blue instead of green. However, I mean, blue has connotations with, um, like, tranquility and intelligence and confidence, which work for L, mm. <laughs> because... the Mm. the positive connotations related to blue tranquility loyalty intelligence confidence that's all l that's him that's his whole fucking thing is color theory any different in like
0: the japanese context because i feel like culturally it could because i like on the color wheel they are not opposites but like I wonder if there are different connotations for different colors in J- Japanese. Like it's it feels like
1: it was it's yeah. probably similar because you can draw these kind of conclusions. So the list like the words that I'm saying for both the positive and negative connotations are a mix of several different interpretations from several different cultures. I will say that. Usually mm. red is, rela- uh, is related in most Asian cultures to, like, luck and life and happiness. You get, like, red envelopes at uh, New Year's festivals and stuff uh, in China. And, I mean, if they really wanted to, like, white and black are, are much more reversed than than other colors mm-hmm. from a Western perspective. White is usually worn at funerals, where here it's, like, a wedding color. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe... I couldn't I like I didn't find anything concrete, but it probably has more to do with the the elemental nature of the colors, like how red is like fiery and passionate and blue is a little more level headed and cold. and that was probably more what they were going for mm. because the negative connotations yeah. of blue are cold, fear, isolation, which plays really well with L because he does isolate himself almost completely. For most of his life. And depression. Mm-hmm. Which also fits L. Because he does get sullen and surly. If things don't aren't going his way. Because he's a big little baby man. I mean everyone in this <laughs> show is a big baby man. But. <laughs> yeah. So that's blue. Like a deep dark blue is his internal color. when we, Whenever we hear his thoughts. And they're usually a lot more calm. Like there's not a whole lot of emotion ever. In his words when he's. When we hear his internal thoughts.
0: Mm, yeah. Which is
1: different from from when we hear him talk out loud. Because there's, like, one or two times in the show where he gets, like, impassioned and, like, a little loud. Like, it's, it's rare, but it happens a couple mm-hmm. times. And then, before I, I get on to Misa, because she actually has the most interesting color theory combinations. Mikami, when we this is the delete guy if you don't remember god (laughs) this is the guy none of us care about here (laughs) on this show uh when we hear his internal monologue his color is purple which is a mix of red and blue because he is serious and sort of intelligent intelligence driven but also like passionate to the point of mania in in terms of his dedication to light and kira so purple is a, is a good mix, I guess, for him. But that's really the only other one of the only other people that gets a different color than just sort of blue or red. Like Matsuda, the one time we hear the his internal thought during, I think, the Yotsuba arc, he's yellow, which is usually like, uh, like optimism, curiosity. It's sort of associated with being like a younger color. Which works for him because he's he's baby boy he's baby boy baby, um he's he's <laughs> a fucking idiot and I love him. Um
0: yeah sorry I was I got distracted looking at um. There is no connection there because oh. uh, <laughs> the word for purple in Japanese is mm-hmm. murasaki, mikami. There's it just has the same faintly similar. Okay. Um. <laughs> words but yeah it's th- that was probably more of that wasn't a pun no probably. well
1: i mean listen if he was any sort of an interesting character maybe i would care more but I just i <laughs> so annoying but misa again misa misa our our beloved <laughs> she's mm-hmm. actually interesting in the fact that she has two colors. When we see a lot of her internal thought processes. Because her eyes are red, which, you know, have all of the same connotations as red for light, but are specifically for her, shinigami eyes, because she makes the deal to be able to see people's lifespans several times. Mm-hmm. But her actual color, the hair that her color, tur- uh, the, who? nope, those words were said out of order <laughs> and backwards. The hair that, I did it again. <laughs> The color <laughs> that her hair turns, Jesus Christ. The color that her hair turns when we hear her thoughts is sort of like a turquoisey teal. Like it's it's sort of a mm. blue-green. It's not a dark mm. blue. It does tend more towards lighter blue, but there's sometimes where it's sort of like a, a greenish color. So positive blue. Connotations that are associ- that are strongly associated with Misa, loyalty—that's her whole thing. Wow, confidence—she's mm-hmm. got buckets of that. She's a freaking idol, and love, misguided, granted, but she, I, she unfortunately loves Light with all her heart. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Very unfortunately. unfortunate. Um, I mean, but she also does love Rem, like. God. This is a person who gives love Mm -hmm. openly. She just, however, chooses the wrongest person (laughs) that she could have given her love to. Oof.
0: What I find interesting about Misa is that I don't think she ever loses her innocence, even when she uses the Death Note. She doesn't really have a point where she, like, Light does, where he shifts from, like, only focusing Mm -hmm. on killing criminals to then... How do I get people out of my way? Or as Misa does it, out of very misguided Mm -hmm. love. But she does it for someone else and not necessarily herself. She isn't selfish in the same way that Light is.
1: Yeah, no. Like, she has no connotations with being selfish, honestly. Yeah. But also, for, like, the last half of the show, too, like, she doesn't... actively have a death note or remember using one like she ends the show with Mm -hmm. not having any of her memories of the death note so i think the fact that she gives it up multiple times too and loses her memory multiple times of it Mm -hmm. probably has something to do with it because like i mean inherently she's a very like not selfish person but but i do feel like the repeated memory loss (laughs)
0: Oh god. Might
1: have something to do with it too. Just just a little bit. Poor girl. (laughs) Oh god. But some of the positive connotations of green that are strongly associated with Misa are reliability. She's a ride or die bitch. Like she's she's a she's a ride or die bitch growth because she does grow. She like grows her own career. She grows as a person, unfortunately, while tied with light. Like, oh honey, if only you had done that on your own. (laughs) And sort of awakening, too, is a awakening new growth, like, new life. start. Like, that's Mm. sort of connotations with green, which makes sense for the fact that she was supposed to die. And sort of Mm -hmm. her new awakened new life started when... Her life was saved by a Shinigami. She basically became functionally immortal because we don't know how long he had left. And then she gets the death note and Rem shows up and is like, hey, I don't want this, but you should probably have it because he saved your life. Haha, <laughs> that's the new leaf. The green turning point of her new life. And unfortunately, the shitty rollercoaster that is being at, within five feet of light yagami. Oh god. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I probably brought this up already, but like the
0: sheer power of a girl who can get not just one Shinigami to fall in love with her, but ten, Oh my
1: god. Like And she doesn't even do it on purpose. Like they just yeah. these two fucking immortal gods genuinely just love this girl. Like <laughs> God fucking y'all want lesbian fucking lesbian icons right there just look at them they're right there jesus christ (laughs) and and finishing off with the the negative connotations that are most strongly associated with misa in this mix of like green and blue for blue Mm. depression she has had a terrible Mm. fucking life (laughs) um her parents were murdered in front of her in a robbery gone or they were murdered in a robbery gone wrong sorry i got that confused with a different parents getting murdered in front of their child anime character because that's not uncommon by the time we meet her like she's decently popular but she's not a nationwide sensation or anything like she's just sort of chugging along but she doesn't really have any drive or anything she's just literally just plodding along being alive and doing mm-hmm. stuff, and it's and it's literally the switch of getting her life saved that sort of flips flips the switch and has her start working towards. Was
0: it that, or was it when she finds out that the guy who initially got away with murdering her parents was killed by Kira? Because I feel like that's when... it's a mix
1: of both. I feel like because we don't yeah. actually know if her getting saved happened first or if her finding out that her parents' murderer got killed first. We actually don't know.
0: Mm.
1: So that's why I it could be mm. either or I feel like it's probably a mix of the two. Because yeah. even if the her parents' murderer getting killed happened first, yeah, that's a burden off of her and that's what starts her getting for lack of a better word, worshipping Kira and supporting him, but that doesn't really exactly give her the tools to start what essentially becomes her new life, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see other instances of her being depressed, whether jokingly or not, later on, like when light doesn't give her enough attention. Like, girl, just go find someone else. You could do so much better. <laughs> Uh. Honestly,
0: like, God, what's that? I feel like there's a meme somewhere of um, Hot Girl with her boyfriend who dresses like he rolled out of, like, oh a Oh, my God. Store, like, grab bucket or oh something. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I feel like it's different from, like, Hot Girl plus guy who worships her. Like, this is specifically, like, Hot Girl and, like, piece of shit and she deserves better. But for whatever yeah. reasons... Just listen, a hot mess, and I feel like the story really underestimates her intelligence. Like you see some of it, definitely because like yeah, but we never cannot be an idiot and not get caught by the cops. But we
1: never get to explore it in the same capacity of Light and L because literally the first Mm -hmm. half of the arc is about them, and the second half Mm -hmm. is about is. Further split between mellow and near, so we like never actually see mm-hmm. get to see Misa shine. And it's such a fucking she's waste. She's just a dumb girlfriend. It's such a fucking waste. <laughs> <laughs> but her negative green connotation is jealousy, duh. Uh she's a fucking jealous mm-hmm. bitch. The first thing she does <laughs> when light tell like light meets her and Misa's like, be my boyfriend. Be the power couple with me that we were meant to be. And Light's like, no, (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. want to get caught by having met you. So I'm going to have these other girls as alibis, which is also shitty and gross, because then you're just using people. But Mm -hmm. then Misa turns around and goes, if you date anyone else, I'll kill them, which is not great. (laughs) (laughs) Her negative trait is murder and jealousy. (laughs) And, like, she does that several times. Like, anytime Light gets close to another girl that she perceives as any kind of threat to her and his happiness as a couple, like, she immediately gets murder mode, hackles raised, will cut a bitch. Which is not great. It's not a good look. Nope. Nope. But she's definitely the the most interesting because she gets a mix of two colors. Like she has the red again, the red Shinigami eyes and the teal, turquoise, blue hair. I'm gonna go. You're so right. I was joking. I was like, this episode's gonna be shorter because I I got (laughs) tired of doing research and it's already we're already at 50 minutes. I'm fuck Jesus Christ. I I can't unarrest. Do not underestimate that. We can just talk about Death Note for so long. God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so before I get into breaking down the foot scene, because the foot oh, scene God. is literally only in the anime, but it's it has so many layers to it. I'm going to talk about some other quick, more or less one-off symbols in terms of like a lot of the time they only really show up in one of the opening or endings and not really in the show itself. Uh, But there's scenes in, I think, the first opening where there's doves behind light and doves are associated with peace and the faith in like, again, Abrahamic, some Abrahamic religions, like saintly stuff, peace. And that's like his personal wants. That's what he wants. That's that's what he's trying to do. But then in the opening, these doves fly by. They are quickly replaced with crows, which are, in a lot of cultures, symbols of death. <laughs> which, like, mm. yes, duh. And also those crows are, u- like, Ryuk is usually framed with the crows in the opening. Which mm-hmm. further implies, like, yes, this is a god of death. We're hitting you over the head with it. Enjoy. However, I will say, in a lot of indigenous cultures in North America and a lot of indigenous native tribes, ravens and crows, like corvids, are actually seen as more as closer to trickster gods and not usually symbols of death. Mm -hmm. Ryu could also also still be classified (laughs) with that interpretation because again Mm -hmm. he literally just does shit for his own enjoyment and fuck everyone else so both interpretations of what ravens are whether it be trickster or like symbol of death both work for Ryuk and it is really cool that like Light has this whole internal thing of being godly and saintly and bringing peace to the world but in reality he's just surrounding himself with death and destruction, it's visually so mm-hmm. cool. I mean, the openings and endings for Death Note are literally just so good. Like, oh, uh, okay. I tennis breakdown or foot breakdown first? Let's end with the feet. <laughs> you want to end with the feet? We'll end with the feet. It's all good. I feel like um, that's
0: gonna be like the pullout quote that I use at the start. Just like, let's start with the feet, which is
1: taken entirely out of context. Yeah, listen. It's all good. So, one sort of other symbol that is in the show, but, like, not really, not really talked about, is, like, imagery of chains. Like, most notably, mm-hmm. like, the the chain most people would recognize is when Ellen and Light are handcuffed together. To fucking yeah, gay, like, gay. What the fuck? Gay, gay, homosexual, Gay. <laughs> But after L dies in the second opening, I believe, there's a couple of frames of light being crisscrossed with chains and L in the background. Mm -hmm. And sort of that could be taken as he's still obviously haunted by L after death. Like, duh. Because that was his adversary and his gay rival. God, we're projecting so much, but I don't feel like we're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But also how he's um, now currently the cha- like the chains are closing in on him because Mello and Nier are getting closer and closer to catching him, and then you could you could go into like sort of the chain imagery of light really is a dead man walking because watching the show, there's no way he could have won. Like that's not the story they're telling. So you are feasibly mm-hmm. watching a dead man walking. And ghosts have a lot of imagery with chains, especially in like older European folklore. Like, I mean, look at fucking A Christmas Carol. James Marley is just rattling around with chains because he was so tied to his perceived sins of greed and money and life. That's what's haunting him after death. And with light, if light is a dead man walking, the thing that is haunting him the most that is still chained to him is. The specter of L hanging over him. Mm -hmm. Which is cool and very gay. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: absolutely. There's no heterosexual explanation for
1: this. There really fucking isn't. Like, I cannot. There's just not. There's not. Literally, truly, 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 there is not. God. Okay. I think that's it. There's like some other stuff with like Heights and stuff, like, there's lots of scenes with Light, like, looking down on people and places and, like, yeah, we get it. He has a god complex. Duh. And, like, the only other no- really notable time that he's up high is the scene where Elle is on the rooftop in the rain and Light comes out and they're talking before they go inside for the very gay foot thing. But <laughs> u- usually, usually heights are, are more shown to show um lights god complex and just Mm -hmm. superiority complex Mm -hmm. like completely not subtly at all the only like this is
0: the only thing that ever stuck in my head from the i think it was intro to com or something Mm -hmm. but the professor i took that class with his daughter was a producer on new moon and so he used yeah But, like, he was so proud of her. It was very cute. But he would use a clip from New Moon to, like, illustrate, like, the movement of... Like, when the camera, like, faces a character and then in the scene... I'm explaining this so badly. But he uses the scene from New Moon where it's Edward basically breaking up with Bella. Yeah. And if you watch, the camera very subtly, like, tilts up. So the more small and insignificant bella feels and the more edward tells her that he doesn't want her the oh the camera, camera til- tilt so she oh, looks smaller and smaller
1: that's good which is shit. like a very
0: subtle yes it's very cool that's a
1: very good cinematography mhm
0: so i wonder if like they're playing with that too kind of like a more powerful character will have the camera kind of looking up at them
1: they um, they might have been because also the ending scene like literally the ending of the anime Which is, like, it's not different in terms of what happens. It's just the visuals are a little different compared to the manga. Mm -hmm. But we see this character that has been portrayed in the opening and ending credits in the show itself, perched high on buildings, looking down at people. And he's actually stuck halfway on this Mm -hmm. set of stairs Mm -hmm. because he sort of... even though he did all this shit, he, A, died as just some fucking dude. Like, despite it all, mm-hmm. he's just some mortal playing with the powers of a god. He wasn't ever going to be a god himself. It was folly. Mm-hmm. It was Sisyphusian. Like, it was nothing. It was meaningless in the end. But it also illustrates the the part of the Death Note rules that if a human using it, using it dies, they won't go to heaven or hell. Which could mm-hmm. be interpreted mm-hmm. that neither of them exist in this universe. But mm-hmm. he literally dies in the middle of a staircase. He's in limbo forever. And that's such mm-hmm. a cool visual thing. It is. And that, and then also Elle's ghost is there because gay, gay, homosexual, gay. <laughs> <laughs> but it also works as sort of a visual reminder of like Light's morals and like his reason for doing things, too, because, like, he was... Hold on, let me walk that back. Hold on. (laughs) I'm not defending (laughs) him, let me be clear. But in his own brain, he wasn't evil. And he deserved to be a god and go to heaven if he died and all that shit, because he was building a new, better world. However, Mm -hmm. he's not a good guy and was completely wrong and murdered thousands of people. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. He thought he should have maybe gone up top. In reality, he probably would have gone to the bottom. But again, despite his sort of moral ambiguity, that's mm-hmm. the wrong word, but I can't think <laughs> of a better one. Using terrible means to justify his good ends is also a pretty good read on him dying in the middle of the staircase as like a visual reminder of mm-hmm. his complexity and layers like an like ogre onion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just
0: thinking of, because this comes up a lot in, this might be a reach, but this comes up a lot in Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist where characters try to kind of harness the power of God by trying to create yeah. a life, and anytime someone tries it, they are severely mm-hmm. punished. Like, the yeah. Elk brothers, like, Alphonse loses his entire body, their teacher loses... Ooh.
1: They were a yeah. special case, and so was Izumi, because they all lived. Usually, the usually if you try and mm-hmm. do that shit, you die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, they were just like so exceptionally good at alchemy that they got away yeah. with their lives, but just barely. Um, but something that is so like visually and I guess intellectually striking about that show and um, the story is that. At the very end, I don't know if this is this is kind of spoilers, but...
1: We already spoiled Death Note. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's a character that gets very,
0: very close to harnessing the power of God. And there is a very intense moment where you watch them fail horribly and get dragged back to the, like, tiny, insignificant thing that they actually are. Kicking
1: and screaming. It's good shit. Yeah. And I... Yeah. And
0: like the same thing happens to Light where he mm-hmm. like tries to drag himself away from his own mistakes and a god tells him, nope, you fucked up. This is it for and you. And then he
1: dies, yeah, and dies horror like just alone and in pain, which is what he deserves. Mm hmm. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> We're doing a, a full metal. I'm fucking. I'll do the full metal Alchemist series after this because, oh. <laughs> It's also just, it's such a classic. It's a classique. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, but before, last, last <laughs> two things, last two things. The feet? The feet? Yeah. Or is it two? something else? Oh, the tennis? tennis? Tennis first. Tennis first. Okay. I mean, I could talk about all of the, like, perceived Christ allegories in terms of, like, light thinking himself a god or whatever, but that's... It's obvious you don't have to think too hard about it. They're not being subtle about it. <laughs> literally, there is a piece of art that is a parody of the creation of Adam. Like, you don't have to think about it all that hard. Light thinks he is a Christ like mm-hmm. figure who is doing the Lord's work, and by the Lord, he means himself. It doesn't, it literally doesn't require that much discussion. However, the gay ass tennis scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, this is a. I'm pretty sure no one thought about this that hard, but someone wrote a breakdown of the hidden meanings and reads that you could do on the actual tennis scene. And the fact that Light wins six to four and the points that they get show their points of winning against each other. Which is really cool, and this is something that I had never thought about or caught, like, watching the show. So, L gets four points during the tennis match, right? Mm -hmm. He gets the first point, which is where L used Lindell Taylor to get Kira to reveal his location. He got the first hit. Mm -hmm. The second one is uh, deducing Kira's connection to the police and Ray Penbar, his status as a student, and control over his victims. That's his second point. His third point was revealing himself Mm. to Light and catching Light off guard and forcing Light to be on his back foot for a bit. And point four was capturing Misa, forcing Light to panic and make up that whole plan to give up the death note. Or, no. Mm -hmm. When he captured... That's the second time. The first time, <laughs> when he first captures Misa, and and Light is forced to come up with that plan to give up the death note. And then the second time is when he was like, I'm going to test out this fi- this obviously fake rule on the death note. And then uh, Light's like, hey, you should go kill this guy or he's going to kill Misa to Rem. And then Rem, my beloved, you should have just killed Light. But however, I digress. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the difference. Light's six points to L's four, right? Right. The first one, mm-hmm. he taunts Elle using prisoners writing stuff on the walls of their cells with a death note, diverting his attention yep. while he kills, while he uses Ray Penbar to kill all of the FBI agents in Japan, and then killing Ray. Two, mm-hmm. killing while being watched by, uh, on hidden cameras, a.k.a. the potato chip scene that we all know and love with our hearts. <laughs> God bless the voice actor. In English... Like I don't even God. I don't even remember it in Japanese. It's just the dubbed version is unbelievably iconic for being so over the top. Point three, identifying and making contact with the second Kira before anyone else could, which was Misa. Have four mm-hmm. hiding in cact- in captivity and wiping his memories and passing the Death Note to. Higuchi, who is one of the members of the Yotsuba Company, which is that whole arc at the end of the first half of the show. Five, getting his memories back. And six, killing L. Like, their whole game is illustrated in the tennis match in terms of who won and who scored against who first and all of that. Like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Damn.
0: I feel like it works out so perfectly that it kind of has to be... Like, I hope it's deliberate, because that is extremely cool. It's so
1: cool. And that's something watching it as a kid, like, in middle school, like, you don't think about that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the coolest fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that whole breakdown is by Reese Owen on Quora.com. Uh That was a whole mm-hmm. little, like, article that they wrote, or, like, question that they answered... I don't know how Cora works. You can ask questions and stuff. But this was their answer to a question which was what scene did they think was the smartest scene in Death Note and they said the tennis match and that was their breakdown. Mm. And like, damn. <laughs> you right. <laughs> but with that. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> Cuz we're going to talk about feet stuff. Oh, and not boy. the sexy kind. Yeah. I mean, I Sorry, Dan Schneider. Ooh. Uh, uh. <laughs> So I'm going to start off with the fact that another like sort of special mention imagery, even though it's more audio than anything, is the fact that several times throughout this episode, which is 25, L hears bells throughout the episode because literally they're tolling Mm -hmm. for his death because he dies this episode and no one else can hear the bells except for him. So symbolic. It's so subtle. It's so subtle. But so, symbolically, he is hearing his impending death. Like, he knows it's coming. He knows something is wrong. He's not a stupid man. But, okay. We're talking about feet stuff. We're doing it. We're talking about feet stuff. Oh, boy. Feet stuff. Okay. So, literally, the biggest and honestly only read you can do on this scene is the Jesus Judas allegory. It's not if you have any familiarity with the Bible it's not fucking subtle at all. <laughs> Light is clearly Judas in this scenario and Ella's clearly Jesus which is weird to say <laughs> but so the startup to the scene is Ella's on the rooftop of the hotel where their pl- the police task force is situated. And he's standing in the rain, listening to the bells in his mind, apparently, and just having an inner monologue that we don't hear. And Light comes on to the roof and is like, yo, homie, what are you doing? And at this point, Light has the Death Note back. So he has his memories back and he is that shithead again instead of a well-meaning, if misguided teenager. And so he's still like, he's got his mask back in place and he's still... Playing at being Elle's friend. But Elle's not stupid. He he notices there's a personality difference. Like, he's not dumb. But they go inside and, like, grab Mm -hmm. some towels and they're drying off. And then Elle just grabs his foot and starts drying off his foot and then giving him a foot massage. And it's just really out of nowhere. (laughs) And really... Like, romantically charged. Like, not, it's not sexually charged. It's just romantically charged. And it's very strange and is out of, and feels out of place the first time you see it. And also does not happen in the manga. This is an anime only scene.
0: <laughs> uh, I wonder, was that like a fan service thing? Or was like, I, deliberately after they saw like the reaction of fans? I don't to, know. Like, that relationship or cuz it's like it may like in context you have to think that like light like L at some point saw this happening or like a scene or something of like someone washing like drying off someone else's feet and was like that seems like a nice thing to do for yeah. somebody and decided to do that with like or was like or
1: it is a subtle jab at at the fact that at this point El is suspicious and aware of his own looming death and is a- very much aware that Light mm. is Kira and knows that he's been right from the beginning so it could be his intentional sort of petty call out on Light being like, I know you're about to kill me you are the Judas to mm-hmm. I don't think he'd call himself Jesus but like, you are the Judas in this situation you fucking snake in the grass and I know you are And I think it's funnier if we read it like that. However, I don't think that's what Mm -hmm. the intention was. (laughs) I couldn't tell you if it was added in literally just for fan service. I think maybe, like, the director or producers of the anime were like, let's add more symbolism in. And then went with the most heavy-handed thing they could do. (laughs) Which I'm fine with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I
0: don't know who's going to say this, but I feel like there are some people who think that, like, having this, like, quote-unquote shipping angle cheapens it. But it's more of, like, a, so much of, like, queer mm-hmm. symbolism has been, like, thrown into the background. Like, yeah. you have to squit to see it. And mm-hmm. you can't do it on purpose. Or else, like, if you get caught, that's it. Yeah. Like, you've lost your chance to, like, try and put that in um and it just
1: feels very probably intent unintentional but it feels the relationship yeah feels very and queer-coded. it is probably unintentional
0: yeah and i don't think that cheapens it either to notice that no. i think it's interesting that like queer relationships are supposed are apparently like just girls shipping and ruining things, whereas, like, heterosexual relationships are, like, the deep Uh, ones, which doesn't make any sense. Like, the double standard doesn't make any
1: sense, but... Listen, I think if you read their relationship as having any sort of queer coding, whether that be romantic or platonic, it just makes Mm -hmm. it inherently all that more tragic to watch Elle die, and then Light proceed to fall further and further. Like, it just... It makes it genuinely more interesting. Like, Elle dies in his arms. Oh boy. It's... (laughs) He dies literally in his arms and the last thing he sees is Light dropping his teenager mask and showing him Kira. Like, that's the last thing Elle sees when he dies. Dies knowing he was right and can't do a fucking thing about it. God! (laughs)
0: God! I, like, the only solace I could find in that scene watching it the first time was I was like, well, at least someone knows, like, at least Elle knows that he was right before he died. Because that was like, if he hadn't known, that would have just been so much worse. Yeah. Does, um, Light's dad die before he finds out that- Yep. Light is Kira? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I feel like Elle would rather have died knowing than-
1: Oh yeah, it would have right. been so much more shitty if if L had died and like didn't have the confirmation wait- that he was right, which is why Light did it. Because despite everything, he respected him as an adversary. I think it's part that and part just
0: sheer arrogance. Yeah, it's like, guess what? You are right. You can't do anything yeah, about it's it. <laughs> definitely a mix of both. Yeah, which is, which is what he does in the fucking warehouse God, where he, when he uh... thinks he's done it and can't help himself.
1: And And then he gets to crawl away like a bug and die alone, which is what he deserves. (sighs) And then see his BFF slash lover question mark show ghost show up, Mm -hmm. which is also an anime only thing, which I don't remember. I thought El's hallucinated, like hallucinated ghost also shows up in the manga. But nope, that's an anime only thing (laughs) once again. But um, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say, and that's <laughs> most of the major symbolism in Death Note. Did I miss anything? Would you? Are there any symbolisms that you would have liked to break down, like a drunken English major, ten years out of practice, like I did? <laughs> Let us know. Send it an email. I'll I'll talk about it some more. Although I don't know if I can, because now we've talked about Death Note for about. Mm-hmm almost six hours total and i'm tired nice (laughs) but
0: yeah if we're this bad with death note like the fma series Mm -hmm. (laughs) i said series because i know like it's it's gonna be a lot yeah because
1: i mean fucking (sighs) that's got two different series to talk about in the first place that's got brotherhood and Mm -hmm. the 2003 version (laughs) who boy
0: yeah i need to watch the 2003 version first
1: have you not seen it have you only seen brotherhood
0: Yeah, I've only watched Brotherhood. I've only seen, like, seven episodes of the
1: 2003. The 2003 is the first one I saw. That's the one I grew up with. Mm. Oh, my God. It's a train wreck. I love it. (laughs) They did some fun things. But halfway through, it stops following the manga, obviously. Uh Like, that's what it's known for. Uh it's it goes a little buck wild. Uh <laughs> Hohenheim is genuinely a shithead and mu- and does not become likable at all.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. No Dilfenheim here. Uh he's absolute <laughs> bastard man. Happy Father's Day, Dolfenheim. <laughs> um that's when we're recording no! this. Enjoy. Oh my god. Um and there's, there's, like, some other things that are weird. Uh, I like the way they handled Wrath better. I think he's he's interesting. And in that King Bradley made, like, a better pride than Wrath. Which is what he actually was as a homunculus. But we could talk about that uh, when we do those series. And you've seen it. But, yeah. This is the end of our series on Death Note. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I cannot believe I was able to talk about it for so long but apparently we have a lot of opinions on this fucking show jesus christ yeah why do you think
0: we started a podcast
1: (laughs) i mean listen you kindly (laughs) invited me here and clearly i got enough opinions to back it up it's all good (laughs)
0: Yeah. Also, out of curiosity, I looked up what the heck Nightmare is doing. Apparently, they went on hiatus in twenty sixteen. Oh, and then came back in twenty twenty for their twentieth anniversary.
1: Ooh. Oh yeah. no, that man! I'm only six years older than how long that band's been around. <laughs> oh boy, we both are. Yikes.
0: <laughs> uh, oh wait, hold on. When did? Wh- when do we count MCR getting back together? No, 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 I mean, like, get it, like, starting as a band. 2000, like, the f- 2001 or their first album from 2002?
1: Uh, I mean, it's usually actually, like, bands start. Okay. So, like. So what? Because
0: I... this, this, this year would be their 20th anniversary.
1: Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Yeah, 2001, when the band formed, I would say, over... Whenever uh, they first
0: release.
1: They're all old dads now. Happy Father's Day, Mike and Wilka Romance. <laughs> 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 like you listen to our fucking podcast.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, I wish. Um, I like that people wish Gerard a
1: happy Mother's Day. Incredible. The Incredible. It's what he deserves. Um... <laughs> But let's end this because I gotta go do a four hour drive back home. <laughs> no! Okay. I know.
0: <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Two Weebs in a Trench Coat. We're on Twitter at Two Weebs in a Trench. And you can email us at weebs in a Trench coat at gmail.com. Our opening theme is Our Way by Whitney. And our ending theme for this episode is not by Nightmare
1: Hell yeah um, and I'm Madison and I'm Suzanne and fellas tenderly hold the homies <laughs> while they die in your arms kiss them goodnight even <laughs>